OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. P. Feature. Hello, Internet. And then there's Mawo. And I whispered, BPU. He's losing his voice. <laughs> I like that, though. Because now that you've all seen behind the curtain, you know we're still recording on Monday. His voice is gone. That means I'm going to have to carry a lot of this show because <laughs> you carried the last one. <laughs> yes, sir. Damn. I just get to make super baby jokes. Uh, super baby jokes? Yeah, because when we did the the breakdown for Cable, uh, cable yeah. Super Baby, Yeah, that's all he did was he just made super baby jokes. Um. Uh... But we're not talking about Super Baby. We're not talking about Super Baby. This will be Stretchy Baby. Oh, uh-huh. wow. You remember when Fe- last issue where Feature says you don't make funny jokes? Stretchy Baby's not a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Stretchy Baby's not a good one. All the other ones might be racially insensitive, though. What? Wow. No. no. What a way to start no. this issue no. off. No. Wow. no, 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 no. Yeah, let's no. just, we're going to strike that one for the record. <laughs> no? All right. No, that was terrible. All right. Well, yeah, welcome to the Saturday show where we're not going to talk about the news or, or Maurer's bigotry. <laughs> yeah. What are we? <laughs> Ow. Yeah, so um, if you've been listening for a bit, and well, actually not probably the last two weeks since, you know. We, well, just last week. Yeah, we, we, well, we did She-Hulk before yeah. that. Yeah, so it was just a week. Well, it was just a week. Uh, but what we've been trying to do is give a breakdown on all the new characters coming to the Disney Plus streaming service as that are all getting shows. So we've already done Moon Knight. Obviously, that's what we started with. We talked about She-Hulk. Uh, and today's issue, we're going to go ahead and talk about Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. In hindsight, we should have done this in reverse. And started it, with Miss Marvel. Yeah, that was the hardest one, and then work our way. I don't think Miss Marvel's going to be the hard one. I think we've got, because keep in mind, we're just talking about the three main, but we still have to talk about America Chavez, as well as we have to talk about uh, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, who are both getting, uh, potentially getting shows on Disney Plus as well. So th- we're not done with this yet. Damn it. And, and I'll tell you, Miss, Miss America, America Chavez, that's probably going to be the toughest one, because at Can least. Can I whisper no? Kamala Khan, no, you can't. <laughs> Please don't whisper on my podcast. This is not <laughs> ASMR Mauer Hour. We don't Why need that. Isn't it though? That was no. I don't want ASMR from either of you. Are you sure? Yes. I can't even whisper right now, so it's okay. <laughs> what about baby Huey? Please stop. Okay. <laughs> so, anywho, um, Miss Marvel is going to Ms. Marvel. It's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> And the reason why is that she's not been around for very long, and um, she's she's wildly popular, but yet still a touchy subject for a lot of people. And probably the only instance of the diversity push that they did that was successful. You mean recently? The recent, not in general. Push. In general, She Hulk was great. No, the reason like that because it was all one year. We seem to have. It was all diversity. Miles was before that. Miles, although Miles was not handled well in the beginning. No. 
Nope. Um, where the character took on their own story and had their own legs to stand on, so to, so to speak. And but she worked. had a lot going against her, too. Like, th- there was rumor that that, like, I shouldn't even say rumor, it, Marvel expected that book to fail. Yes. Because the sad truth is, let's let's just get this part out of the way. During the time she came out, right? Yeah, during the time she came out, you know, the the comic industry, although, you know, wants to be progressive, has a habit of not doing a very good job of it. And the reason for it is it's, usually, it's usually 14-year-old boys. At least that's the thought process behind a lot of comic companies is that because they're getting their information from the comic shops who are saying that 14-year-old boys are coming in and buying these books. So that's why, like, the hyper-sexualized versions of a lot of characters. I mean, poor Sue Storm. From her introduction to her in the nineties, remember her? She the, like, uh, the the four, the four cut out. Oh my god! When she had the four cleavage window. Oh yeah. I mean, how about Power Girl? Power, Power Girl always had that cleavage window. And though. the Power, they even made her breast larger and larger and larger every they issue. Did. They did it on purpose to see whether or not they would get stopped, and they never did. They stopped on the. They got the their own comic eventually. Yeah, it's so, but because. <laughs> Boobs got the, the boobs got their own comic. The cleavage window. That was it. Yeah. Issue one. <laughs> the spectacular first issue. <laughs> it was a double cover. <laughs> wow. Oh, this issue, issue's going downhill so fast. Good jokes. <laughs> anyway. Um so, uh, but the reason why it was it was considered a it was going to be a failure, a thought to be a failure, is because it, traditionally speaking, uh, female heroes. Well, no, it was going to be a failure because it's based in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But female heroes, heroes especially female minority heroes, mm-hmm. were a guaranteed no sell. I mean, remember they didn't want to make action figures of certain characters in giant blockbuster movies because they were women, and they were like, "That toy's not going to sell." Look at Ray in uh, Force Awakens. Remember when they didn't release her action figure with the rest of them? Because the, the numbers still show that the female action figures don't sell. Like, even after they released all of them. But they, she at least, you should at least give the option. I mean, how much does it really take them? I guarantee they made their, made their Ray money back. They <laughs> may, maybe didn't go through the, through the roof, but I guarantee they made we'll the money back. We'll talk about it on Swing Around this Friday. Okay, there you go. There's, there's a, we'll give you a topic on that, and then you can listen. Um, but, oh. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> But not to go too deep, even when they do release the characters after that Ray Backlash, they still didn't sell to the way that even the, the poor performing uh, male action figures sell. Well, so, they, so uh, Kamala Khan's character, um, being uh, Pakistani-American and being uh, the first Muslim character to get their own line of comics, was a big deal. And it was, it was a going up against a whole lot. So not only is it a brand new character from New Jersey <laughs> getting their own solo book at the same time, Scott Snyder's Batman's going on at the same time of them getting ready, ready for secret wars. So it end is, of days was around. This the is 2013. Uh, what else did you have? You had Jeff John's uh, justice league run going on at that time. You had Dan Slott's Spider-Man run at that time. Um, you had, I'm missing a couple other ones. There was a couple of real big ones, but my point is, is there were some heavy hitter. Oh, Jonathan Hick. Yeah. Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run. That was going on at the same time. Also, and I, I know we want to make this stick to just comics, but around that period of time, wasn't like a very sensitive time for Pakistani and, and Muslim people as well. And 2013. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so they, not we, to side with Marl, but you kind of think that probably wouldn't have. 
succeeded. With, uh, with everything that was going on with that character, or right. that was going on around that character, mm-hmm. it's it it is amazing that it did as well as it did. Yeah. It, the, but I'll be honest with you, the sales when it first came out were not big. I mean, remember, Marvel has usually a ten thousand dollar, ten thousand issue limit. Right. right. If you b- b- uh, go below ten thousand issues, you're out. Um, she didn't get that low. I think at her peak, she was thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, she was still teetering low. So they started bringing in the other characters like they normally do. So you get a lot of team ups. You get a lot of Spider Man and Wolverine runs, and you know, eventually a Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel team up but she was groomed she, she had a lot of team ups because they wanted to bolster her her character i mean hell she was in future fight before her character got big she was in lego superheroes before her character got big. Yeah. But, but when you look at this this is also them not knowing what to do with the ms marvel captain marvel you know banner even though it's a completely different character completely different set that name they still were struggling at that time to get it to be the tier where they want it to be so they were like, this is an area where we can take a risk. They wanted, they knew they wanted a Muslim character. That was a non-negotiable. It was just where they introduced it. So they thought Ms. Marvel was a way to do it. And they had already had plans at that point for Ms. Marvel to become Captain Marvel. Well, so, so first off, yes, you got Captain Marvel, you know, uh, Carol Danvers takes on the, the Captain Marvel, which releases that, that name, but Let's let's just take a second. Let's talk about the origin of of Kamala Khan for a moment. So, mm-hmm. Kamala, so Kamala Khan, yes, from Jersey. Um, the Jersey. reason why Kamala Khan is great, and the reason why she was accepted as the way she was, is that is the she, her being Muslim did not define that character. And that's what was special about Kamala Khan yeah. is that that's just a part of who she is. It's not her defining characteristic. And that's the down the the knife's edge. A lot of writers deal with when they when they start, uh, you know, when the diversity push happened. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of characters who have just felt like they were only doing it because they wanted to hit like numbers, like they just wanted to check boxes off. Like yeah, like remember the Green Lanterns did that. Yeah, like, like the Green Lanterns just that was their way. That was DC's way for a while to deal with diversity. They were like, we'll just make another Green Lantern. This. <laughs> yeah, get some bad or Simon Baz. Yeah, You're worthy. For, yep. <laughs> well, and for her, they also wanted to look at the on the religion side of it, the separation between the diehard uh Muslims and the more modernized, Americanized Muslim. Because she was having not only supervillain battles, but also within her own home life and culture and her choices of how to interpret her religion, hmm. you know, was very you know, divisive among people reading it on both sides of it. The people that were like, oh my God, this is a Muslim character. But then Muslims reading it going, she represents me or doesn't represent me. She's in the middle because her her parents are a little stricter, um, but she is just a very much an American kid. Like I love that it opens up with her smelling bacon and being, being annoyed that she can't, she can't have it. Right. So I, those things I find very interesting, like even the, the catalyst of her becoming, uh, uh, well, I mean, it's not the catalyst, but that leads to her dealing with the Terrigen mist. So for anyway, first off, she's an inhuman. Let's just get that out of the way. Right. Right. So she's an inhuman. She gets changed by the Terrigen mist, which turns her into a uh, an inhuman character, you know, an inhuman superhero. And what was that storyline called when they released the mist everywhere? It, well, Infinity. Uh, Genesis. Didn't it start in Infinity and then goes, well, Terrigenesis was the name. Right. Um, and there was Inhumanity. Oh, okay. Think, That's it. Right, was right, the, right, was right. the book where it really, but I think at the end of Infinity is when it started, right? I think. 
Anyway, it doesn't really matter. The <laughs> point is, is that the Terrigen Cloud was going across the world and, and immediately turning people into inhumans and as well as her, and killing mutants at the same time. <laughs> yes. But so she was she she snuck out to go to a party because she wasn't allowed to. Right. And one of the kids at the party kind of tricks her into drinking alcohol, which is a big no no, right? Yep. In, in the Muslim religion. So big no no. Tricks her into doing that. Somebody tries to stand up for her. She gets all uh you know, that is a a huge part of of how or excuse me, that's a way that they're dealing with her religion in the books. Well, and it's, there's it's small little details. Like I love when she's in the uh, terrigenesis. What's, what's it called? What's it, when they're actually in the terrigenesis? Terrigenesis. So mm-hmm. when she's in the cocoon, she has this like out of body experience, and they use the Quran as a way to to uh, to tie in um, uh, Iron Man, Carol Danvers, and Captain America. So they're actually quoting from the Quran and singing a song to her as this is all going through. And it's just a really cool scene. But it's a, it's a subtlety. Well, that's because this character was written with those subtleties just like Peter Parker was. Dan Slott had said it's the closest character to classic Peter Parker. Um, explaining that she's a teenager, superhero, juggling her life, making mistakes, and trying to do everything right. Like This is the first time that character type has been done well since Peter Parker. Where... When you're looking at it as Ms. Marvel and just her and her, both sides of that coin are equally weighted and are both interesting to read. From, you know, like you said, her going through, you know, smelling bacon to her having a superhero, you know, mm-hmm. battle. Like both of those sides are interesting to read. And to be honest, I was one of the people when I saw it, like, oh, great, Marvel's trying to just check off a box. But then Baby Huey did a toy review. And we had to read about her so I could figure out how to help edit a picture. It turned out it was much cooler than I had thought it was. And I now have a little bit more respect for this character because they didn't end up executing it the way they planned. They didn't, they didn't shoehorn her. No. Yeah. I love, so, so just to keep it going for a second about her origin, when it's, she, she gets hit with the Terrigen Mist, mm-hmm. she has her transformation. When she comes out of the cocoon, uh, she looks just like Carol Danvers. And that's when we start to find out what her powers are. So for a little while, she pops out of the cocoon blonde, right, right, wearing the old Miss Marvel costume, um, and she has no idea what, what's going on. <laughs> and that's a very fun part about her character as well is that she doesn't under- she doesn't understand how her powers work for quite a while. So you get a very coming of age kind of story with with how she deals with the fact that she has superpowers. Um, so like so uh, like I love that um, one of the the same drunk kid. Um, who like tried to get her to drink alcohol or didn't? She ended up spitting it out. But he also was like dancing with somebody on a dock and getting a little too aggressive with her. There's a girl who in the like first issue was like, I don't know, you like you know that the like the person who says like I have a black friend, like you know that that guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That was this character for her. You know what I mean? Right. Is that you get, you get what I'm yeah. saying? So this character all of a sudden gets falls off a dock. She ends up in the water. And then Carol Danvers comes in out of nowhere. Her hand grows giant and then scoops her out of the water. And everyone's like, what the hell just happened with Captain Marvel? <laughs> What's, her hand is gigantic. <laughs> uh, and then she, like, she uses her powers to save a, um, to, uh, uh, a convenience store getting robbed. So she ends up using her powers to, to fix the convenience or to, to save the convenience store. But she gets shot. And that's when she finds out that she has a accelerated healing ability because as long as she shapeshifts, then all of a sudden her where her bullet wound was is now gone the moment right. she was able to turn herself back into Kamala. So once you no longer look like Carol. So she turned herself into Carol to save this place, got shot, turns herself back into Kamala, and then, then the bullet wound is gone because she is able to change her body 
uh, uh, physiology. Yeah, uh, on like a molecular a cellular level. level yeah. yeah, cellular level. Excuse me. So she's able to uh, stretch. Right? She can make her appendages larger. She can shrink real small, and then she can also look like anybody. She can't copy powers, but she can look like anybody. So that's essentially her her power set. Right. Uh, but what was so cool about her is that she is a Marvel fan. Like she's a comic fan. She literally writes fan fiction. Like the one of the funniest things is when she sees Wolverine for the first time and talks about how her fan fiction between Wolverine and Storm was like the most upvoted thing <laughs> on Reddit. <laughs> so she is the so she is the everyday fan who just is obsessed with superheroes. And part of her obsession with superheroes comes from the Quran, which I also find very cool. So with the Quran saying that it's you know your goal, your job is to help humanity. Like to hurt one person is to hurt hurt humanity. Right. right. So her whole thing of uh, what superheroes do is essentially straight out of the Quran because it's their job to help humanity. Helping yeah. one person helps everybody. Right. So I love I love the idea that it's it's subtle influences, but it isn't a a I mean, it's a, it is a direct impact on her character, but it isn't defining her by any means. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, no. So, I mean, her fandom defines her a lot as well. So the the very inception of, of Miss Marvel is kind of a. a a drawback or a calling to how Marvel used to create characters where it wasn't so much the abilities and powers that made them who they are or even interesting. It was that you were dealing with regular people who happened to be super. Absolutely. So like, like Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan is, is relatable in a sense where, all right, so she's, she's a, she's a comic geek. Mm-hmm. How many comic geeks are in the world? You can relate to that. Uh, her being Muslim and smelling bacon for the first time but can't eat it. I can relate to that on two levels. Sure. Religious-wise and I'm a pescatarian. I don't know. But you love the smell that's of bacon? That's like Catholic light. Huh? Do you love the smell of bacon, though? Did you Turkey just say bacon. that's Catholic light? A pescatarian? What's that? Pescatarian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> guys <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm sorry but yeah i mean but here's the thing while you said that are, a lot this issue i say it a lot that's one of my things <laughs> it, it is here's the thing and first and foremost let's there it is I, I do them all the time okay just, so here's the thing so anyway here's the thing <laughs> with End of uh, what? End of days? What was it called? Last of days or last days? What was it called? Was it right before um, Secret Wars? They had a run where they had to finish everybody's book, so they introduced a new character and have to give a compelling origin before the entire Marvel universe was destroyed. It becomes all new, all different, right? And so all suddenly, like you're trying to to cram as much origin and in, in, in interesting stories as possible to get people to care about this character, so that when they, they relaunch, because you knew she was going to be a part of it, right? Like, you knew she was going to be a big yeah. part of it, uh, especially with the the push in, in other media and stuff. Um, how weird it was to be to be the writers for that book. Well, and so that story was no normal. Um, it won the Hugo Award. Really? Yeah. So she was nominated in that first year for that uh, Hugo Award, and then one, two, three, four, five Eisner Awards. It was nominated for two Harvey Awards, which are also huge. The Joe Schuster Award, which is a huge book award, and then five two other book awards just in 2015 so that first story was nominated so many times even after the initial backlash 
because even people that wanted the diversity still had backlash about it because they didn't feel it was going to be executed properly from looking at the past of comic books and diversity. So that story, they did what they needed to. They knew it was going to end, so they put their best work into it so that when All New, All Different came out and failed, um, they would still be able to have... <laughs> I mean, it did, though. Uh, yeah. It did. That's yeah. because... All New, All Different, exactly the same. That, and that was the problem. They they It wasn't... There was new things, but it wasn't all new because you kept the old things around. But one of the things about going back to Kamala that I liked is especially once all new, all different did roll arounds when we, when we started getting different Avengers teams and stuff, mm-hmm. when she became part of the Avengers, when she was a card carrying Avenger, Big she deal. was also the person who, who criticized the Avengers and said, you guys, you know, you are out of touch. You guys are trash. Yeah. What you, <laughs> the way you are is, is, is terrible to society. Like you come in, you save the day and then you just leave it up to everybody else to pick up your mess. Right, she was the reason that the champions became a thing. Mm-hmm. She, she. It's interesting as a character who be was a person obsessed with superheroes to be the one to stand against them. Hell, even in Civil War Two, she stood against Car- uh, Carol Danvers. Yep, and that was her idol. Uh huh. Yeah. You didn't. You don't. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you, got, you got nothing over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's 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 funny when you think about that uh the the phrase you know your idols become your rivals at some point right her having to do that that so that's two big deals her becoming an avenger and then her subsequently having to face off against her favorite avenger of all time she's basically got her her namesake from it's just the idea of standing up to your 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 idol right like i don't like she's not swayed on her morals she's not she is she is absolutely a, a and I don't want to I mean idol is probably not the the best word. It's not the best word, but it's the only one I could come up with at the time. No, no, for her is idol, sure. Carol Danvers? Yeah. I mean, she was remember right, she wrote she writes fan fiction. Like one of the first things that she writes is like of the land of unicorns and this thing like this big monster alien monster that they're all fighting that that that, that like farts uh wormholes, I believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm telling her the, her fan fiction was crazy, crazy, but uh, Carol Danvers was in all of them. Captain America and Iron Man were in all of them. Mm. Um, those were her big three characters. That's why when she was going through a Terrigen Mist, that's who she saw, and it all led to her eventually meeting up with Carol Danvers. She also made that costume and took on the the name Ms. Marvel on her own. Like that wasn't granted to her. She just went, guess what I am. Like yeah. She made her own costume. It was like, I like Carol. I'm going to go ahead and give myself that same little lightning bolt. Give me that, give me that little sash. And she did that all, all in a her. It wasn't like, it was, you know, she's very much like Carrie Kelly. When Carrie yeah. Kelly decided to be Robin, she was like, guess what? I'm Robin now. Yeah. Batman's like, no. And she's like, too bad. Very <laughs> much like Miles, who just takes it and doesn't get granted it and gets in a lot of trouble. Well, that's different. Yes, yeah, a lot. Different. That was different. Because remember, Peter, Peter, died. Peter died. Peter died, and he he tried putting on <laughs> immediately. The yeah, well, because he was the only one with spider powers left, and the world needed a Spider Man. That was a different story. He felt, you know, that's where he learned with great power comes great responsibility. That's where the the whole who was the hero that yelled him? Oh, uh, that for wearing that was in a Jessica Drew. Yeah, Jessica Drew was like, yeah, that's probably in bad taste for you to be wearing Spider Man's costume, but it was like it was like a crappy costume, like they it, did it in the movie, and it was like a day later. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't until yeah, it wasn't until much later that he got his own suit. But uh, my point is, is that 
you know, she as a character stayed strong and stayed strong and stayed true to who she was even after she became part of the superhero community like it to so so much so that she walked away from the avengers i love that cover where uh her and miles are are i think they're burning the avengers cards yeah right? it was an alex ross piece yeah i'll yeah. see if i can find it and put it in the, the show post but um that's a great cover and that's when she walked away uh, because, like, they, they, they fight somebody. I, f- I forget who it was. They fight somebody. I know there's a big, big fallout from that and, fight. And the, yeah, this whole town gets, de- like, demolished. Yeah. And then the, the Avengers go to leave, and they're like, wait, where are you going? Yeah. And, like, her, Miles. Her Miles and- they're looking at, like, the people. Because there was, like, there were innocents around. So they were looking like, so you're just going to let them. And they're all filming and stuff, and everyone just takes off. And it's just them going, to like, all right, we'll help pick up. Yeah. And that's when she was like, all right, I've had enough of this. You, and then that's when the champions were born. And the champions, what was that? was uh, Kamala Khan, Miles. Uh, Kid Cyclops. Am- yeah, but that was later. That yeah. was Amadeus Chow. Yeah. Um, Who else was it? Later. Cyclops was later. Uh, Vi- Sam, was- Al- Sam Alexander. Yeah, Nova. Oh, remember Nova has the thing on for Kamala Khan? And he uh, keeps trying to hit on her, but he doesn't know how to. It's oh, the most yeah. adorable so thing cute. ever. So and cute. Viv, Viv Vision was on it. And Viv. Oh, I love Viv. Whatever happened to her? Didn't she murder somebody? I thought she yeah, mur- went nuts, and then she, didn't she get killed? Or that was the mom? No, that was, yeah, the mom went crazy. Well, didn't she kill the kids? No. Huh. Find it out now. Whatever happened to Viv? She was captured by the high evolutionary and turned her into a human. There it is. Yeah, it's young Cyclops. And now came she's in love with Ironheart. <laughs> Wait, what? Champion. I'm sorry. I, Baby Huey wants to argue with me while I'm recording a show, but Baby Huey, the champions came around before issue one of the champions. <laughs> Did you hear? Viv's now got romantic feelings for Ironheart. So Viv does? Yep, and she's human. Interesting. Viv is human? Mm-hmm. Weird. Viv, anybody unaware, that is Vision's daughter. Um, Vision created his own family in the Tom King run. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, and she's a little, just a little out there. Diversity. For him having a daughter? No. Robot diversity. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be represented too. <laughs> Siri was like, yeah, finally. <laughs> Way to go, Tom. <laughs> So, I mean, look, Kamala Khan's a character that not only do I want to see her in the MCU, but she, at this point, belongs in the MCU. She does. She's a standout character. Absolutely. As far as characters uh, in that push were concerned, she is the creme de la creme, in my opinion, because she had such a cultural impact that a lot of characters just never could. I mean, it it says a lot when you can make a character in a a very rough time, not just in comics, but in the world to to actually bring like a, a slice together that have people latch on to something and then emerge to like their own in Well and the fact that she's not a copy off of any other character just put out there like here's this character with this diversity added to it. Yeah, it's not like Carol Danvers light. Yeah, it, it's the own character. And like, I remember I go back to baby Huey and I having to make the stupid review pictures mm-hmm. and me going, why the hell is this Ms. Marvel? Like I was having her fly in the pictures because I was just like, okay, it's Ms. Marvel. He's like, no, she can't fly. She's not super strong. And it's like, then why the hell is it Ms. Marvel? And we had to actually like learn about the character. I was like, oh, this makes more sense now. Yeah. Like her not being Ms. Marvel, only being a fan of Ms. Marvel. Her having her own struggles, her being a new generation of a Peter Parker for people to look up to. Yeah. Like, 
that's all very, very cool because nothing is a copy. It's influenced and playing, paying homage to, but she's her own character. And therefore, Ms. Marvel will probably stand the test of time where some other characters with that diversity push are going to get fallen to the wayside. And by the way, there's a lot of people out there who will complain that says, well, why can't she just be her own unique character? Why does she have to take on somebody else's name? Why does she have to be connected to somebody else? And, and to that I say... Um, have you read Captain Marvel? Have you read <laughs> comics in right. general? This makes, so this takes everything. It takes the consideration of fans that don't like that cookie-cutter copy passing of the mantle into consideration and makes it something different. And I think that's why after the initial backlash that every kind of character like that's going to get, it went away faster than any other character I've ever seen. Like this backlash didn't last two years, three years of people still complaining about it. It was like, Oh no backlash. And then I feel like within six months, Although, probably probably less, no, less you also like, like, I don't know. You tell me, did you get that with ghost rider? So here's the thing with the ghost rider. I really liked that storyline when they were doing because it was diversity so it was the same thing as this the initial thing was oh my god they're just doing it for x y and z but when you read the story i loved that character That's how, like it's how i feel about jane foster's thor but people hated james foster's thor um to the point where alejandra just came back and i was upset that less than an issue and they killed her mm. or like uh x23 becoming a new wolverine nobody really Acknowledged it. Nobody, it was, people were still mad about that, but it makes they them, were, but it, it makes sense. It makes sense, but the same as we go, mm, she's much cooler than X23. But, like, but she can't be Wolverine. But, but these things need to change, and we all know the comics go back to status quo yeah. all the time. You're so right. we, the, the X23, I think, is worse because she was already established as a cool separate character. But, yeah, then, if but that's gonna, why she couldn't be the new Wolverine. If they were going to yeah. kill Wolverine and the goal of all new, all different was to bring on the next generation of these heroes. Sabretooth. Who makes the most sense to take on the new man? Sabretooth. You, you guys... Dakin. This, this also says, like, why don't they just give them different names? Right? Well, that'd be like if the iPhone next generation came out and then you were like, don't call it iPhone. There's money in that name. That, that name is valuable. No matter who puts it, that name is valuable. So if you were to have no Wolverine whatsoever, nah. Yeah, but Ms. Marvel's not a, a, a money-making name, or it wasn't. No, no, she's not the, she's not the, same, <laughs> she's but, not the same kind, but that's the reason why they gave her the name, yeah. is there's name recognition. There's value in recognizing the name. So, all right, to go along with that, I mean, I'm not going to stay on this too long, but it could have been... Moving on. It could have been X-23, semicolon, the Wolverine. Sure, but she could also just be the Wolverine, too. Why not? But but this is what I'm saying. But should should the character die with the character? Should the name die with some the character? characters? I think should. some should. Like, like who? If Superman. <laughs> Ooh, Superman's a good one. Yeah. Superman. Oh no, Jonathan Kent. I could see Jonathan taking over the mantle of Superman. Absolutely, I could. No, I think what would work better is for him to take on a Kryptonian name, and that be his. I still name. think Jonathan Kent could be because he's right now Superboy. Superboy becomes Superman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or just call him. Did Super. Batman? Dick Grayson? So if Bruce Wayne dies, so does the Batman? No, because the Batman is meant to be a symbol, when not Barry the person. When Barry died, does Flash die, or did Wally take over? Wally took over. My point is, is that the name has value because of recognition. But you asked, is there a character that you think, I think Superman should die with Superman dying? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, th I think you can, get, because first off, none of these characters will ever stay no. dead, so it really is moot. But, <laughs> um, like, but Batman, I agree with somebody taking over the mantle, because even Batman said is, it's, it's bigger than him. On, yeah. There needs to be a Batman. But I see, I think that's true with every character. I think that's true with every character. I think Wolverine's name. Could, Gambit. Wolverine could have died. Yeah. 
You think there should be another Gambit if I he dies? If Gam- if, well, if Gam- I don't know if Gambit has the same kind of recognition as the same of the other characters that we're talking about on this list. But as Ms. Marvel, I think if I you think- don't think Gambit has the same kind of name as Ms. Marvel on that level. I think at this point, Carol Danvers was being pushed so much that Carol Danvers come, be coming from Ms. Marvel is yeah, it's bigger than Gambit. Yeah, I do, and it's because of moving on to Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel had a big name, yeah. Right, but we all knew Miss Marvel going into right. Captain Marvel, which brought name recognition into it. So, yeah, I do. Cyclops. I, I, it depends on if there's a character that you can pass the mantle That's my to. Guy, but no. Cyclops like, for example, can you get another Punisher than Frank Castle? No. So does Punisher die with Frank Castle? Or I would does, say so. Or does somebody get in, you know, the... Nope, their... he becomes Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I, on that note meant you do that thing you can find the show welcome to fireside everywhere online that's at welcome to fireside uh yeah just go there everything's there uh yeah, yeah. everything's there my name's john <laughs> <laughs> i'm features i'm steven <laughs> stevie yo he's so mad <laughs> You realize what just happened. If you just put us all in the lasso, like the lasso of truth, you'd be John, you'd be Steven. I think the funny thing is, who takes our man? Oh, God. Please don't be Baby Huey. Oh, Baby Huey takes over the mantle as Bauer. He can't be this. right. He's your Dick Grayson. On that note, deuces. (laughs) (laughs) Excelsior. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast Network. That's OG Podcast Network.com or the app. Deuces. Day bout bout. Chicka chicka chicka.